This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Last week, we had Chris and Carmen Garner, founders of the ministry Fortified Marriages. They did an awesome segment about selfishness and marriage. If you missed it, log on to fathermatters.org. Also, you can catch us nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time at blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. Today we have Stu Burns. Stu is a consumer product strategic analyst with Bank of America. Stu has over 23 years of experience in the financial industry. Today, Stu will talk with us about your money or your life. Welcome to the Father Matters Show, Stu. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, uh, Vance. I uh, know over the years um, I've grown to really appreciate what you're doing with Father Matters. Um, glad to be affiliated with you. Thank you, my man. Tell us, Stu, what is a consumer product strategic analyst? That's a great question. Um, actually, just in a, in a nutshell, what I do is develop strategies uh, trying to prevent losses uh, for the bank. Uh, primarily with credit cards, um, but I've been involved in all sorts of uh, the credit um, industry, you know, for the last like 24 years now. Awesome. Thank you, man. Again, I appreciate you being here. Stu, you wrote a chapter in my book, Man Talk, titled Your Money or Your Life. One part in the chapter, you write about our personal desire to keep up with others. Let's touch on that. Yeah, that's uh, great. That's something I think that, uh, you know, in our nature, I think we, we always have to uh, kind of struggle with. And if you look back, you think about the Ten Commandments even, um, you know, a number of the commandments are actually even dealing with our desire to maybe have what's not ours or to have what's somebody else's. So you think about it like, do not covet thy neighbors, you know, listing from wife things and, and so forth. Uh, so even starting in the, the earliest days, we've had this as humans, the struggle that we've had to want. Maybe some things that, uh, you know, aren't ours or seem to be more appealing on the surface. Yes. How has the media influenced what we should need or want? Yeah, that's a, another uh, real in-depth question because uh, right now we're in such a marketing orientated culture that the uh, we're really all subjected to the media on a daily basis, meaning commercials, um, you know, on TV that are, are not necessarily um, creating needs for us. But what they do is they're very savvy. So what they're making is wants seem like their needs for us by making them more attractive. And a perfect example is, you know, let's say you look at your uh, your commercials for McDonald's, and I'm sure a lot of parents out here can really relate to this. Um but, you know, with the Happy Meals and things like that, they're not, you know, it's not a coincidence that they're trying to build a consumer even at the earliest age. Um, so they're making the kids think that they need the, uh, you know, the extra toys and so forth. But that's just one example. I have nothing against McDonald's. So, right. <laughs> um, But that is, uh, you know, one way that marketers, that's their job is to, to try and make things seem more appealing to us. Right. I mean, you can drive down the freeway and see billboards. If you drive this kind of car, if you drink, you know, this type of type of beverage, you know, do this and then you'll be the man or you'll be the person. 
Exactly. And I, over the weekend, I had a, I was speaking with a friend of mine, and he was telling me how basically his job was passing out, handing out pink slips. And when they approached him, they said, either now you're going to go from working 40 to 50, 60 hours a week, or here's your working papers as well. And it's like it is getting tough out there. How do we balance the work culture? Yeah, that's a great one. And I know when we were discussing the, the, uh, the chapter for the book, uh, one of the things I did was I talked to a lot of executives out there, too, um, just to get some of their uh, opinions on that, people who've worked their way up the ladder. And, again, that's one that's, that's a constant struggle. And I, I think for us to receive, uh, to reach that balance, we really, to, uh, the first thing we'd want to do is start out, number one, how do we define success? Because that's the thing is, is we can't let culture always tell us, you know, that success is always revolving around just money, um, or material things, uh, basically we need to define what is success for our family. So for me, it may be I want to spend more time with, with my wife. Uh, so success for me may, may be being in a job that I can actually have that a little bit of that better balance uh, by giving me more time off at night, um, you know, with still realizing, though, that we, you know, we have bills and, and most of the, you know, the, the, the people out here are going to understand that you always – have to balance that with the, you know, you do want to move up. And, you know, I think guys especially are susceptible to, you know, we have Im- ambition and that's another thing you just can't take away from most guys that you're going to want to, you know, try and move up a little. Uh, but that's the thing is you get, you have to define success. Actually, you have an article um, that was written for the, uh, the, the Harvard Business Review. And that's one of the things that they were saying that, that most of the happier executives um, that's one of the things that they did is, is they, they looked at it a little more dynamically by defining for themselves what does success mean for me. And, and what were they coming up with? Yeah, just for everyone, it, it is going to be a little different because of the unique family situation. So for some of them, I mean, uh, there were a percentage, you know, that looked at financial goals. There were right. some that looked at uh, possibly just their personal happiness. So what, do you, what are you happy doing uh, that was one of them that was a very big factor. Yeah, and then, then it's hard because not for all men, but for a lot of men, it's that keeping up with the Joneses mentality. It's like, you know, your your neighbor down the street may have went and bought himself a new pickup truck, okay? And, but you don't know what that neighbor is going through to keep them payments going. So you feel you need to go and get yourself a pickup truck or a bigger truck, and then, you know, you can fall into that situation where now you come home with a truck, and and then as men, we go to each other and say, look what I got in the parking lot. You know, I won't share with you that, you know, I've been sleeping on the couch for two weeks because when I brought that truck home, I didn't talk with my wife about it. I just want you to like me for what I have. Don't get close to my heart, because if you get too close to my heart, you may not, you know, accept me. And we need to come together, but we need to stop trying to catch up with the materialistic side of things to connect with men and accept men. And that still leads into you know, right. the, the the whole work culture. How how would you talk to men about that, about trying to be accepted by things? Yeah, that's just uh, one of the things that we definitely struggle with as well, because in the work culture now, um, you do have a lot of demands. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of um, environments are going to ask that you work in um, either an extraordinary amount of hours now to make up for productivity, uh, especially with the economy was bad. And then everybody was, you know, a little bit more worried about the jobs. Of course, no one. Um, and I'm sure there's a number of people maybe even listening that had to experience a life-changing like layoff or things like that. So, 
there were some extraordinarily demands that are always being put on you in some work environments, like work the you know the more hours to get it, a lot of travel time, so things that are tearing you apart from maybe what your natural priorities should be. Um, so that's the thing that we we really need to uh, make sure we balance because it it is a tough one. Um, and you were hitting on a great point there, like talking about you know us seeing the things that the, maybe the neighbors have. And, you know, I love that commercial that, that they always show on TV with that guy riding on his mower. And, uh, you know, he's going by in the commercial, and he's like, hey, here's my new house. You know, this is a great house. Now look at my new car. Here's my new car. You know, I have a new swimming pool, and I'm putting all my kids through college. So how did I do it? And then he just looks at the camera and says, I'm in debt up to my ears, so <laughs> please right. help me. <laughs> That's right. But it looks yeah. good because we yeah. spend a lot of time trying to impress people we don't know or like. Right. You know, tr- by, by buying things we can't afford. And you were saying yeah. something about balance. I want to touch on that. How can we achieve a better balance? Right. That's a, another great question because, you know, trying to achieve it um, is something that I think that, again, we have to, to try and find out. Um, the things that that we really uh, find are better in the best interest of our family. Um, so, how can we achieve it? Number one is like buying into, uh, or don't buy into what what's termed now as affluenza, and that's the oh. luxury fever. Um, so that's one thing is we got we really have to change our mentality of those things. Like not S- speak on it. I don't mean to cut you off, but slow down and speak on that a little bit because I want people to get that. Okay. Um, yeah, affluenza is basically was developed by a couple of psychologists in uh, in Australia, um, and what they were were basically finding is is that people were getting so stressed out from trying to run up the corporate ladders, from trying to keep up with the Joneses, like you were describing, that in the end, these people you're either you know maybe you are achieving some of these things, but the but the bottom line is you're you're getting stressed out. And then you're having to resort to things like like alcohol or, or things to to medicate yourself because you're going through depressions, you're going through all these things from stressing yourself out for the money. And the interesting thing is, at the end of the day, uh, what they found out was the people that that finally just said, you know, I'm going to give that up and I'm going to go back. I'm going to downsize my house. I don't need the biggest house on the block anymore. Wow. I don't need the newest computer. I don't need all of the you know, the new gadgets. Um, but what I am going to value again is my family, the, uh, my personal contentment. Do I like what I'm doing? Uh, so those were the things that they found actually then brought these people back down. But it is a, you know, they use it now is that an actual psychological disorder that we get into from trying to keep up with the Joneses. Man, I like you wrote in a book about the guy that was in the, uh, the, uh, the electronics store. And he was looking at the big screen television, and he had his credit card in his hand. Do you remember when you wrote about that? Can you touch yep. on that a little bit? Oh yeah, that's a that's absolutely a loaded weapon. And you know, being uh, in my industry, actually, I you know I see that every day. Um, and, and everyone out there, you know, I'm, I'm sure the listeners can can really relate to this. It's like you go to the store, uh, you have that piece of plastic, you can just pass it right across, and it's it's almost like it's not even money. You don't necessarily even think about the cost, like at that point, because you're so caught up maybe in the excitement that, you know, you forget to later on, yeah, now I got that TV home, but now I'm going to have to work the extra hours. Um, you know, it's going to cost, you know, a lot more actually than I even paid for, most likely with interest. Uh, so there's a lot of factors in there that, uh, you know, that make that credit card a loaded weapon, and that's why we call it your money or your life. Your money is your life. Yeah. And why, why do you, Stu, why do you think 
that it's so easy for us as men to talk about talk to other men about the stuff that we have, but we cannot and will not unzip our hearts, get real and get raw and share and talk about our finances. Right. That is a, you know, for men, especially we, we tend to, um, to think about like our work position. Um, we tend to think of success a lot of times more in terms of financially, um, than we actually, than, than women do. So for men, that's a very much a part of you. And that's why it was very hard when, uh, you know, there were layoffs and things like that in the economy, um, especially for men. You know, losing that job could have been a lot to do with their self-esteem. Man, thank you, Stu. You're listening to The Father Matters Show with Vance Sims. And today's guest is Stu Burns with Bank of America. And today we are talking about your money or your life. We'll hear more from Stu after this. Father Matters presents Pearl Conference 2014, an evening of elegance. Saturday, October 18th at the Crown Plaza Phoenix Airport Hotel. Register today at fathermatters.org. Use this elegant date night as an opportunity to connect with your spouse and hear practical ways to strengthen and enhance your marriage. Register today at fathermatters.org. Keynote speakers for the evening, Chris and Carmen Garner. Founders of the ministry, Fortified Marriages. Pearl Conference 2014, an evening of elegance. Register today at fathermatters.org. That's fathermatters.org. Don't miss Pearl Conference 2014. We have keynote speakers Chris and Carmen Garner, founders of the ministry, Fortified Marriages. You can enter to win a pair of tickets by sending us an email to info at fathermatters.org. And in your subject box, put Pearl Tickets. In your email, give us your name and your spouse's name. And the winners will be announced in our October 7th Father Matters Tribune that goes out nationally once a month. You can subscribe to the Father Matters Tribune at fathermatters.org. I got an email this week from a couple from Ann Arbor, Michigan, asking if we win the Pearl tickets, will the Father Matters show cover our airfare? First, I was excited to hear that the Father Matters show is being heard in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Thank you to Rosalind and Brian. I told them for this year, you can only win tickets to the Pearl Conference. And Brian said, if we win, please donate our tickets to a couple in need and keep up the great work Father Matters is doing. Brian. Thank you, Brian and Roslyn from Ann Arbor, Michigan. And we're back with Stu Burns, Consumer Product Strategic Analyst with Bank of America. Today, we are talking about your money or your life. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Stu, one way you say we can achieve a better balance is to develop solid financial habits. How so? That's absolutely one of the uh, the critical things that you want to do um, to be in that position to, you know, achieve a much better balance because, uh, you know, we could uh, try and make it sound easier than it is. But, you know, a lot of people out there, if you if you have some debt, um, that's one of the first things that you're going to want to um, to come up with a payment plan, um, try and get out of that debt. Uh, there's a few suggestions out there, guys like Dave Ramsey. Um, 
you know, great one would, would suggest using the snowball effect to start paying off the little bills first to try and build some momentum, so to speak, and then use that payment for the next one and pay that off. Um, other people might focus on the highest interest rate uh, first because that's, you know, also, a, you know, a good idea. Uh, but it might just may take longer if that one's a, a bigger uh, principal amount. Um, so there's different ways. But the thing is, is the, the less that you have um, as far as debt, then the less stress I think you're going to have in your life. And even the Bible says that the, you know, that the borrower, borrower is basically slave to the lender, mm. um, you know, and that still applies. And if you think about it, there's over 23 verses, uh, 2,300 verses, uh, excuse me, in the Bible that talk about money. Um, and it's, it's definitely one of the things that, that you want to be cognizant of because it's, uh, you know, again, it can just make your overall life much better. So what you want to do is, you know, one, get out of that debt. Um, two, you know, have the discipline. There's a, a pro, uh, basically it's not a, a biblical proverb, but a, uh, just a, a wise proverb saying, you know, the, the small success is nothing more than the small disciplines you do every day. And that's what you want to do. Um, think about it. Like even things like my wife uses coupons at the, the store. And at one point I, you know, I didn't necessarily see all the value in them, but now when I go there and I see, hey, we're buying the same exact things, but now, you know, we're saving 40%. It just makes sense to me money-wise because it's like I don't want to just, uh, you know, have money flying out of my pocket. Mm. Absolutely. And like yeah. you were saying, you know, less debt. You can give more to charities. You can give more to your church. You can do more for your family, you know, and we're not thinking about that. Um, what does it mean when you say maximize who you are? Yeah, this is this is something that I think is really important when I'm mentoring um, younger associates at the bank or anywhere. Um, something that I found uh, when I was talking to these executives and, and going through interviews on, on some of the things that helped them up the ladder, something that really struck me as being uh, extremely important, that's maximizing who you are. Um, and basically what we're talking about there is just, just know yourself, know your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, you know, be realistic. You know, if I, if I came over to you and said, all of a sudden, you know, I want to be Bill Gates and a software engineer, uh, you know, and come up with, you know, something like that, do do I really understand what that means? Do I want to spend the amount of time maybe going to school to learn those skills? Is that something I'm naturally good at? Because, you know, I can think even at the bank, I do some, you know, I have to do some coding and things like that. But there there's a different mentality from the uh, the associates that I've seen that have had a passion for it you know, since they were in high school and they're just, you know, into all the different computer uh, type of things. So while I'm a, a pretty effective analyst, um, you know, being Bill Gates probably isn't who I, natu- you know, naturally am. You know, I'm not going to necessarily start Microsoft. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's a lot of people because it's like just because you think it's a dream position and it sounds great to have it, that might not be who you are and your strengths and weaknesses. So that's, that's a real good place to start is, you know, be passionate about what you're going to do. Um, you know, we do have to have a job, and it's true that a lot of people don't necessarily have a huge passion for what they do, and that's that's just a fact. Um, but it is something that, you know, you're going to obviously need to do something, but it would be great if you can maximize who you are because you're going to be more successful uh, with that. And then secondly, you want to also have people around you that can be your mentors. So you want people like, let's say, the executives I was even interviewing, People that can maybe direct you like, hey, you know, if I was you, this is what I saw as your strengths. Maybe you would be better in this kind of position. Um, you know, you're going to be just more successful at it than you would be in this one. Because even though we can get you there, you can do it. 
you know, you're just going to overall thrive, though, in this position because that's who you are. I like what you just said. You said most people are doing the type of work that they're not passionate about. Could that be why people are doing stuff that they're not passionate about, but to 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 erase that thought of the frustration? Is that why we get into debt? Is that why we buy things that we can't afford to impress people we don't know or like? Because why, if you're doing something you're not passionate about, will you keep digging yourself into more and more debt? Right. And that's, a, that's part of that, that mentality that we think that we just need to go through kind of that uh, – you know, Dunkin' Donuts used to have that commercial, um, you know, wake up, it's time to make the donuts. <laughs> and um, that's kind of, I think, the mentality that a lot of people really get into. It. Instead of thinking, you know, be creative, um, you know, possibly, you know, that's not saying that, you know, that you may have to be in this position right now. But if there's something you may be more passionate about, you know, don't be afraid to get to maybe, you know, look at different things or try different things. Yeah. But, you know, there does come a point where obviously, you know, you don't want to be necessarily jumping around all the time. But, uh, but yeah, that's what I would definitely encourage, especially younger people, um, really encourage them to try and find that because it's okay, I think, at that time to, to take a few chances, to try a few different things, find what, you know, you're going to really thrive at. Yes. We've got the public library. We've got Internet. We've got all this technology out there, and you can pretty much, you know, self-make yourself with some of these financial tools and the stuff that's available. A lot of people are not using them. What are some resources we can give the listeners right now for building financial skills? Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, one of the ones that, uh, you know, that I, I use when I'm teaching financial classes um, actually is one that, that Bank of America developed in, in uh, conjunction with the Khan Academy, and it's called um, bettermoneyhabits.com. And what it is, it basically puts um, a lot of the financial principles in very simple, you know, videos uh, that make sense to try and teach them. So you can go out there, you can find videos on everything from mortgage uh, to saving, investing. Uh, but they're little videos um, that are, you know, I find are exceptional because they, they talk right to us. Um, they can put it in easy to understand language. They're not using any kind of, you know, um, overly complicated language. Um the second one is there's a site called mint.com and that's a free uh, site that you can use actually to put all your finances out there in one site. Uh, you can actually do things like set up your payments um, and have reminders and things like that. And you do all your budgeting right in this one site and it's free. Um, and it actually was, uh, you know, recommended um, in a number of different magazines. And then the, the third one actually is uh, Dave Ramsey is definitely one of the, the ones that, uh, you know, I would, encourage people to look at too. Uh, but so you could go out to uh, Um and that's also a good one. Uh, but I'd also just find uh, one of the most important things is finding that personal mentor um, near you because you, you want to have somebody that's possibly gotten to at least the position of balance, you know, that you're seeking. So it doesn't, again, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go find, uh, it doesn't have to be based only on financial success uh, because again you know your definition of success is what's important to you so you know like I, I would encourage everybody throw out the you know the basically the financial part of it do what you know is successful for you but find somebody that can help you get there um, in the bible we talk uh, a lot about having the three people in your life always you want to have like a, a paul a barnabas and a timothy in your life so you should always have your that person who's mentoring you you should have those friends that you can just be open with that are like kind of on the same level 
And then you want a Timothy, somebody that you can build into their relationship, too. That's awesome. Well, Stu is a contributing author to the Father Matters Monthly Tribune. To view previous articles that Stu has contributed, go to fathermatters.org. Stu, I want to thank you for joining me today. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Man, glad to be here. Well, I'm going to have to have you back, all right? That sounds good. So thank you for tuning in to the Father Matters Show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. I want to thank my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. Men, Saturday, September the 13th, Father Matters is hosting a Gathering of Men workshop. We'll be at the Hope Six Education Center. Log on to fathermatters.org for more information. Also, Stu Burns will be at the workshop during a session on your money or your life. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.